0: Hey, everybody, welcome to the Picky Bookworm podcast. I have Rowan Wittison here on the show today. He is a friend of mine from Twitter and he was available to come on the show today. I'm so thankful. We had such a good time chatting. The hour went by so fast. Um, I hope it does the same for you. I hope you find it as enjoyable as we did. Uh, We talk about food and books and all sorts of things, just life in general. We had a really great time and I hope you enjoy it as much as we did. So grab a glass of wine, grab a cup of tea, whatever's your jam and keep listening. Thanks guys. This episode is sponsored by Caroline Fleur. She wrote the book, Destiny and Other Dilemmas. You can find it on Amazon in Kindle format and paperback format. Here is the blurb. Brooke Stern seemed to have the perfect life, until she didn't. After an unexpected turn of events that shook her marriage of 15 years, she must navigate her new normal as a single, independent woman. Juggling her son's food allergies, her demanding career, and growing interest in a mysterious man, she's determined to restart her life and find a clear path ahead. When she finally reclaims her courage, she is confronted with the harsh consequences of her choices. Any step forward is a potential risk as she tries to make the best decisions for herself and the future of her family. That is, if destiny doesn't step in and decide for her. Based on that, I think I need to own that book as well. Um, I will include a link to the Amazon so that you can purchase this book and support the author, just as the author has chosen to support this podcast. Thank you, Caroline. And thank you, Chris. Uh, You can find her book in the show notes as well. Thank you both for supporting the picky bookworm. Hey everybody. Welcome to the picky bookworm podcast. I am here today with Rowan. I'm not even going to try to try to pronounce his last name. I will get him to do it for me. Um, so we are gonna get started. We've got some books to talk about, and some life to talk about, and all kinds of stuff. So, as usual, grab a cup of tea, grab a glass of wine, whatever's your jam, and keep listening. Thanks, guys. Okay, Rowan, and pronounce your last name for me.
1: Uh, so it's actually pretty easy. It's Widdison. Widdison, like widdu son. Witt- pretty much,
0: widow Widdison. Okay.
1: Yeah, German. Um.
0: um yeah, I think I would have been similar if I'd have tried it. It just would have come there no, the you accent are okay. the accent would have been on a different <laughs> a different syllable.
1: So a different frequency. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, okay. So I one of my favorite things and I don't know if you have listened to the podcast in the past or anything, but one of my favorite things is having somebody on the show that I know nothing about.
1: Okay.
0: That for me, and I I don't know about our listeners, I hope it translates as well for them. Um, But one of my favorite things is just to learn about my guests along with my listeners. And so that's one of my favorite things is finding somebody, you know, yeah, my friends are great having on the show and I love having them. I'm never going to say that having somebody that I know about on the show is a bad thing. I'm never going to say that. But meeting somebody and having them on the show, I think just creates a much better atmosphere for a lot of back and forth questions and a lot of back and forth
1: conversation. Yeah. So you're your just as intrigued as the audience is.
0: Exactly. And I I think it creates a lot um some really great conversation conversation topics. So, first thing, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um I know from your Twitter profile um your pan, but that's yeah. literally like all I really know about you. So, um and I'm <laughs> and I'm not even honestly I'm not even sure what that means. That's like one of those that I don't really understand very well. So I may have you, um, and I know I probably have some listeners that don't understand really either. So I may have you explain a little bit about that as well. Sure. But for now, let's talk about where you're from, what kind of writing you do, um, whether you're a blogger, reader, bookworm, anything like that. So just tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Gotcha. All right. Well, I'm Rowan. Um, I was actually born in St. Augustine, Florida, um, and then my parents had a divorce when I was, like, four or five. Uh-huh. And we went to go live with my grandfather in South Florida, in, like, Fort Lauderdale.
0: Okay.
1: Um, so I grew up there for pretty much most of my life. I moved to Orlando uh, when I was, like, 17. Love
0: love, I love Orlando. Uh,
1: I have a love-hate relationship with Orlando.
0: <laughs> that's where my...
1: parts that are really mm-hmm. cool that are trying to be, like, like, for lack of a better word, like a hip part of town you know
0: yeah
1: and then there are parts that are like
0: actually hip <laughs>
1: you no know, there are parts that are really ignorant oh I hate and that. then there are parts that are actually cool that like so there's a there's something called the milk district and it's there's a major dairy factory right there and so what they would do on tuesdays is they did tasty takeovers where all the food trucks in the area gathered in the milk district and yeah, so so it's this one-off street, so cool. and then behind some of the, like, the left side, more often than not, is this big empty space. So they would all back up in there one by one and squeeze themselves in there, and you walk around this space, and all the bars there would have specials. So you could go and grab a, a Swedish hot dog and go grab a cider from some dude down the way and enjoy.
0: What is a Swedish hot dog?
1: Uh, so... <laughs> It's on, like, a pita bread, almost. Okay. Uh, and it has mashed potatoes uh, and, I think, pickled beets. Oh, okay, you just lost with, me. Yeah. It was something pickled and red. Uh, I don't remember if it was a beet. It could have been a turnip, but it was pickled and red. Oh. And mashed potatoes, a hot dog, and, like, a little lingonberry jelly. It was actually really, really cool just because I like food. So oh, I, I love like, food. So I've never had Swedish food outside of Ikea. So
0: that was really interesting. One, my, speaking of Sweden, my sister and I, when I was 13, my sister and I actually got to go to Sweden for 10 days. And my, I have two favorite food memories of Sweden. One, if you're a foodie, you'll appreciate this. Cheese with every meal. They would literally have just like a wooden block in the middle of the table and you'd have just like a block of cheese and a little slicer. And you would just slice a piece of cheese off and just, it was like
1: part, it was part of the meal. It was like. Nothing like a communal cheese.
0: Oh, so, but you had the slicer. So it was, it was sanitary. You wouldn't have people like touching it. Yeah. (laughs) Um, and then my other thing that I have yet to find anywhere in the States makes me so sad. Shrimp cream cheese.
1: Like and like little bits of shrimp and cream cheese.
0: It was like shrimp flavored cream cheese. Okay. So, oh my, it was so good. And that was like, that was the trip that my sister tasted caviar for the first time. Did not like it.
1: Um, yeah, it's, it's very hit or miss. It's,
0: yeah, I, I am one of those people, I will not eat something if I don't recognize it. I am willing to try new things as long as I know what it is.
1: But, uh, but you hand
0: me, but you hand me a food and you say, "Here, try this." And I ask you, "What is it?" And you say, "I'm not telling you. Just try it." Wild horses could not get me to try that food. <laughs> it is just not going to happen. If I don't recognize it and if you won't tell me what it is, there is no way I'm going to eat it.
1: I find it better to not know what it is just so I don't have any preconceived notions, you know?
0: I, you know, like my sister and I got to try lobster for the first time. Not a fan. Well, it was, it was on the plane. It was, we had gotten to, um, we had to postpone our flight a day. And so they put us in first class for Mm -hmm. the, for the trip there, which was so cool. But, um, so we got to try lobster. Well, Lobster on a plane is cold, yeah. and it has a texture similar to a cooked chicken liver.
1: Yeah, plain food is uh, not the best way to experience food. Your altitude changes, so your smell is off, the texture's off, they don't have ovens. Uh,
0: yeah, I and I swore I would never eat lobster again, and my husband swears, swears that all lobster does not taste like that so i'm like i i will try it at some point maybe when our local red lobster has like a lobster fest or something might go and and... but
1: it's like fast food lobster it's huh it's like a fast food lobster like yeah they got they got a live lobster right there and you can pull it out of the tank but it's they're they're you don't want to go to like a chain restaurant for like some really good seafood, you know?
0: Well, here's here's the problem though. I live in Oklahoma.
1: Oh, you're landlocked.
0: We are completely landlocked. Mm. The best fish that we get locally is catfish. And cat really catfish is gross.
1: <laughs> oh, really?
0: The last time I had catfish it actually made me sick. Oh, so, no. just hard. yeah. So now, are you, are you kind of understanding what I meant yesterday about letting our conversation just kind of go? Yeah. Into oh, yeah. I, <laughs> I, I usually start out with like a few questions and then it just kind of morphs into this, you know, and I, I've had some guests where we talked about the dark tower series for the entire hour. Um, oh, okay. I had one, um, one show where we we talked about music almost the entire hour one where we talked movies almost the entire hour. So I'm like, (laughs) I just kind of let things go how they're going to go. Um, so, but this is a bookish podcast, so we are going to try to talk about books. Try and
1: just a, a little long bit.
0: Long just a little, just a smidge. I
1: actually, because uh, <gasps> you'll be able to see it, I brought a bunch of books that i am oh, nice. reading and or is in my list, because I was like, it's a book podcast. It
0: we'll is a book, it is a book part. podcast. Yeah, I, I actually have my tablet with my Kindle um, app right next to me, too. I do want to um, tell everybody, and I'm going to write a review for this book because I love it so much. I, when I go to my local Dollar Tree, and I don't know if you guys have Dollar Trees in Washington. Okay. I'm pretty sure they don't have them worldwide. So for my listeners who do not have a Dollar Tree, it is a store that literally everything is a dollar or less. It's amazing.
1: (laughs) It's it's literally how we restocked the apartment because obviously we, you know, drove all the way from Florida out. Um, So when we got to the Dollar Tree there with mops, buckets, brooms, soaps. Most,
0: when I moved into, when I moved into my first apartment, um, other than dishes, like all of my cooking utensils, like, you know, spatula and, you know, all of that stuff was Dollar Tree. It was, it's the, quickest way to grab the stuff that you need. Now, granted, it's not always the best quality. I know. Every, <laughs> when you are getting something from the Dollar Tree, do not expect it to last forever. Every once, a
1: dollar. You're paying a dollar.
0: You're paying a dollar. Every once in a while, you will come across something that is amazing. Like I, I actually dropped almost $30 the other day on yarn. Um, and it was for scrunchies and it was the super soft chenille yarn and I love them so much. Um, and you know, but I dropped all this money on yarn. Now the yarn is really high quality. So that I'm like, I'm not, <laughs> that was, that was a really great find. But one of my favorite things to do is walk down, and they have a tiny, 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 it's like maybe five feet wide and like four shelves high, and it's a book section. And I have found some of the greatest books in my library I have found at the Dollar Tree.
1: Really?
0: And the one that I am currently reading is, it's super I almost want to say confusing but it's not really confusing it's a love story set in high fantasy magical Italian world
1: okay okay I like that
0: <laughs> the the name of the author is Amy Rose Coletta Co- 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 something like that so I can, you can tell she's Italian the the name is very very Italian And the book is, it's very high fantasy. It's epic fantasy. It's magic and all of that. But I loved the way that the author brought her Italian heritage into the book. Because a lot of the character names and a lot of the country names are very Italian sounding.
1: Yeah, inspired. which
0: yeah, very Italian inspired and you know and so it's high fantasy and it's epic fantasy, but it feels like it's home at the same time. And the the main character is a young girl named Teodora de Sangro and she um, is the second daughter and she's an older sister and two older brothers. And her father gets poisoned. And along with the poison is a letter from the self-appointed leader of their country that you will bring the head of the Sangro family to my palace within a week's time. Well, so... This young girl, Teodora, and her brother Luca, who is the second son, he's not even the actual heir to the family, take off to um, address the Capo's summons. On the way, Luca dies. And so, Teodora, who isn't even a son, is left with how she's going to. Work with these summons when she's not even a son, much less the first son. Yeah. Well, luckily, Theodora has magic. She is what's known as a Strega. None of her family knows about it. Um, but she can actually change other people into things. Um, like, you know, pe- like enemies of her family, she's turned in like, music boxes and, and all of these things. And her room is just littered with yeah. all of these things. Well, she But she doesn't know how to change herself. And so on the way, she learns how to change her outward appearance so that she becomes male. Gotcha. And so she basically becomes Luca, her brother who died.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So it's, you know, it takes that trope of, you know, young girl pretends to be a boy in order to survive or fight or, you know, whatever. To,
1: to socially climb.
0: And, you know, and yeah, and the social climate is women are just not important.
1: That's, it feels like most of history, unfortunately.
0: <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, so, but it takes that trope and just kind of stands it on its head and says, no, we're not going to do it that way. We're going to take it and we're going to make it an original story out of it. So, and it's called The Brilliant Death by Amy. Go ahead and get that <laughs>
1: logged into that. Um,
0: yeah. by Amy Rose, uh, last name starts with a C. I am not placing it right now. Um, but yeah, Capetta, I, right? I hope, Capet- I think so. Yeah. Capetta sounds familiar. Um, and the so yeah, super yes, yes, yeah, absolutely.
1: Awesome.
0: Um and That's such a talk. it is such a fun story. I've been reading it for two or three days now and I'm almost done. Almost done. My husband actually had to interrupt my reading and say, Um, don't you have a podcast to record? <laughs> and I looked at my clock and I was like, Oh yeah, I gotta go. So, um but yes, I, I definitely recommend that book, especially if you like, um, you know, like I've always been a fan of the Mulan story. You know, she yes. goes she goes to war and she pretends to be a boy so that she can, you know, protect her family. Well, this young woman, Teodora, is doing the same thing, only because of her magic, she can actually change into yeah, a boy.
1: Properly.
0: And, you know, and it kind of goes into um, her... Feelings about the change and her feelings about you know well yeah I'm a boy on the outside but on the inside I'm still me kind mm. of kind of you know stuff so it's super interesting you'll have to let me know what you think of it if you if you of get course, a chance actually. to read it
1: so uh, fun little tie in because I'm not sure if uh, if you picked up on it a strega is actually part of Italian folklore for Strega Nona, a like a like a local witch.
0: Okay. So well, calling they're. Her
1: magic, uh, calling her a magician of any kind, a strega, is like a cool little tie in to Italian folklore for witches.
0: Okay. Well, and they, and that actually makes a lot of sense because she, um, she hides her identity because, um, they, you know, everybody considers strega to be bad. Yeah. So, um, it's it's a super cute story i am really enjoying it so i hope you get a chance to read it soon and definitely let me know what you think of it um okay so what what's the first book on your stack over there
1: uh so actually the first book on the stack is the one i'm currently reading uh and it's called the deadly education
0: oh i have that book in audiobook.
1: Oh, yeah, is it good? It is. I put in the audio just because I, I like audio books.
0: The, the narrator is really good. I like her accent.
1: <laughs> good deal. All right. Then, yeah, you know about it. It's about a girl who goes to, like, this magical school, but it's, like, dark academia themed.
0: Yeah, definitely. I'm,
1: um, like, two chapters in. I just got it. I went down to uh, one of the local bookstores, and I saw it, and I was like, ooh, that's a pretty cover. And I looked on the back, and I was like, dark academia. I guess I have to.
0: Anybody who says they don't judge a book by its cover is probably
1: lying. Oh, guaranteed. Maybe, Otherwise, we wouldn't have pretty covers.
0: Maybe not lying on purpose. I'm not going to go so far as to say they're deliberately lying. But, yeah, we we judge a book by its cover. We just, we do. And then the blurb well, catches us, too. And, you know, so it's, but yeah, it all starts it, with the a pretty cover.
1: cover is part of the book whether or not it is written or not it is it shows the aesthetic it shows the theme it shows the idea that you are trying to convey so a proper book with a proper cover can make a huge difference
0: what's your favorite cover for a book
1: that is a tough one i have two (laughs) (sighs) all right
0: Okay, I will tell you. I'll tell you mine, and then you can. Yeah, and right. then it There's may like trigger a couple that. trigger a couple things. Um, the first one is um, the strange case of the alchemist's daughter.
1: I've heard of that one. Okay.
0: The cover. I literally didn't even read the blurb for this cover. I saw it at the library. Loved the cover so much. I checked it out without knowing a thing about the book. Okay.
1: Um,
0: and it's actually. Um, the daughters of um mr hyde um oh it's been so long since i've read it i can't even remember but it's like the daughters of those like um, uh, like, uh, like sherlock like the, holmes and the, you know the
1: gothic romance
0: yes apparently. yes yeah. the the old gothic um, horror movies um and they all band together um yeah. to solve mysteries And so, it's a super cute book, but the cover is life. It's so beautiful. I love the font and the colors, and it's just, I love it so much. Um, And then the second one is A Curse So Dark and Lonely. Okay. Okay. I'm. I don't know if you've heard of that one. It's. I have never heard of
1: either one of these, so I'm just intrigued.
0: Oh, A Curse of Dark and Lonely is the. Um, it's a Beauty and the Beast, if I remember correctly, retelling. And gotcha. it's it's very female empowering. Like the the main character, um, who would be Belle, um, actually has cerebral palsy and is um she's just very empowered like she doesn't she has her own opinions and when she gets kidnapped by the beast and you know all of that she's like um no i'm not gonna just sit back and be a victim we're gonna do what we can to change your kingdom and we're gonna do what we can to make things better and so it's a super interesting story um so yeah those those two covers are probably my favorite ever i have others that i think are amazing and that i love but those are the always the two when people say what are your favorite book covers (laughs) those two right there
1: (laughs) i'll go for mine uh one of them is actually one of the books that i have with me just because i appreciate it it's called escaping exodus uh and it's a very pretty cover i'll show you but i'll describe it for other people as well okay Uh, so it's like it's meant oh, that's to be a little more Yeah, right. So it's uh, it's this image of a girl, and she's got like a mask that's falling off, and underneath you can see that she has like these almost glowing tattoos on her body and like her face and her skin. Uh, she's covered in this white cloak, and the whole background is like this swirling cosmos. And if you focus kind of hard enough, it almost looks like tendrils of like a creature. And it is yeah, very and it's important. the
0: the color is like this beautiful like shiny teal yeah,
1: color so it's yeah it's very ocean very ocean like yeah,
0: very ocean-like. yeah.
1: The, the, the whole plot of the book is basically is that humanity uh, like bores into these massive like space-faring creatures and makes homes out of them until they find the next one
0: lovely yeah
1: it's i like <laughs> sci-fi a lot and i sci-fi covers are not cool they are the same like five images and it makes it like and I appreciate it. it's so refreshing to see something sci-fi that's not an image of a planet with a solar flare going on <laughs> or a starship or like a vague like glowing nexus or
0: or it. a virus you're yeah, you're missing virus. the virus, yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah well, i i, I love that. I love sci-fi um I am actually and i I know I've talked to other guests I've had on here um. I, when I joined Twitter last year and found the book community, I found my people like y'all are just, y'all are my tribe. I mean, seriously, like I, I found indie authors and I found indie books to the point that I almost never read a mainstream book anymore.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, and like, you know, I'll read one every once in a while, but it has to really be a good one. You know, like I have yeah. mainstream books on, you know, I have Stephen King books and Michael Crichton books and, you know, things like that on my bookshelves. Yeah, of course. But for the most part, when I buy a new book, it's typically on Amazon, on my Kindle, and it's usually an indie author. Yeah. Um, but I have this one, and I, am because you like sci-fi, I'm going to tell you about it because I think you'll really like it. Um, it's very character-driven. It's not right. action-driven like most sci-fi is. It's very, very character-driven. Um, and I'm gonna, I always preface, and I'll tell you why here in just a second, but I always preface telling somebody about this on the show by saying, Kenyon, don't drive, pull over, (laughs) do not run your car off the side of the road. Um, but it's, it's actually a friend of mine in Kenyon Gagne, I always have trouble with his last name. Um, and he sent me a signed copy and I'm, So happy. It's I love this book. Um, and he sent me a signed copy of last year sometime, and I finally got to it this year. And it's called The Goners, and it's the first in a trilogy. And (laughs) looking it up on the phone already. Uh Um, and it's uh, basically said in the future where there's like 17 billion people that live on earth and it's to the point that people get suicidal over the smallest things well instead of these people just offing themselves Mm -hmm. they're given the opportunity to join what is called the meaningful conclusion program and these people who are already suicidal they already want to die Um, they put them in these super dangerous situations, um, such as bioweapon testing or medicine testing. Um, the, the three characters that are the main ones in the book, um, are working on the moon. And so they're in like freezing temperatures and, you know, things like that. So they're put in these dangerous situations for the good of mankind, knowing at some point they're going to die.
1: Right.
0: Um, And so these, you know, these three people, the three main characters, I have, I know I've mentioned this before, they are to me, the epitome of all humankind. You know, you have, you know, between the three of them, they have all the traits that you would consider humans to have. You know, you have the one who's kind of the parental figure kind of the encourager, the positive one, um, who, you know, yeah, it's too late for me, but I want to make your life better kind of person. And then you have the person who, um, whose self-esteem is so low, he will almost literally introduce himself as hi, I'm doubling and I'm ugly. Oh. Okay, yeah, yeah. And you know, so you feel really bad for him because you're like, "There's no way he could actually be that ugly." Um, and so you know, but at the same time, you know, you kind of get to know the in- his insides, and you know how he is on the inside, and you know, you start to realize yeah. that he's not. He may be physically undesirable, but he's a really good person, yeah. you know. And then, and then you have. <laughs> Then you have your.
1: beyond the physical.
0: Yes. You know, and then you have your damaged soul, um, who she joined the MCP, um, because her father was abusive and she had to get away with him and away from him. And basically death was better than anything, better than continuing to live with him. So, you know, it's, you know, you have these three characters and, um, it's very character driven, which is not typically my thing, but I love that book. If you like yeah. sci-fi, I bet you'll like it too.
1: It has a very cool cover from what I've seen. Right? It
0: does have a cool cover. I love that cover.
1: Yeah, um, I appreciate colors. Uh,
0: from what I understand, he is almost done um, with the second one. So I'm really excited um, for awesome. that one as well. So, um, But yeah, the, the story behind telling him not to run his car off the road. The first, I think it was like the third... The third episode I did, uh, sometime in January, I think, um, I had mentioned his book. And um, when he listened to the podcast, he was driving. Oh,
1: God.
0: And told me later, he was like, I heard you mention my book and almost drove my car off the road. (laughs) So every time I mention his book now, it's kind of become a running joke. Every time I mention his book, I'm like, don't run your car off the road. It's it's okay. so it's 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 kind of become a running joke between the two of us but um okay so next book
1: go ahead uh so um actually i'll break off and i'll do uh pacific northwest foraging one of the other books (laughs) i have in this little pile um
0: that's like fruits and nuts and stuff right
1: yeah fruits berries roots anything that is uh, uh considered an edible plant um is in this book in, for the Pacific Northwest. Um, it's got over 120 different ones from wild blueberries to wild hazelnuts.
0: Nice. My uh, nephew would love that book.
1: I really liked it because I grew up in Florida. Um, and so it was just blazing hot outside. I never wanted to actually go out and forage. Also, it's a swamp. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, um, and <laughs> if I, you like
0: you, alligators, go to Florida.
1: <laughs> yeah. It, there are actually alligators... Everywhere and the iguanas are everywhere, like everywhere, just casually walking across the road. There's
0: like we yeah, have it's, geese it's here. It's a
1: lawless land out there. It's what we imagine Australia to be, just swamp themed. And here,
0: that's like Oklahoma and Canadian geese.
1: Yeah, we have those too. So, they look like little dinosaurs with those eyes.
0: I actually had. I just thought I saw somebody on Twitter one day a few weeks ago say. Um, on behalf of Canada i would like to apologize for the geese <laughs> <laughs> and i was like They're you so know weird. i i i'm pretty sure that they are making up for the fact that all canadians are super super nice
1: yeah yeah all the mean <laughs> has to be concentrated somewhere there
0: has to be balance in the universe so like, Canadians, like big
1: dogs, super nice, but little dogs, they're really mean. All that mean. Gets
0: yes, drunk Canadians are super, super nice, so their geese have to be super mean. It's just like there has to be balance in the world. But yeah, I just thought that was funny. But yeah, we get those geese here all the time, and we can't like kill them.
1: No, it's a bird sanctuary, and
0: they yeah. will just start wandering across the road, and you have to stop for them.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we've so, got ducks like that that are, uh, or we did in Florida, we had ducks that were like that. Uh, they were, they, I, I forget the exact kind of duck, they were one of, they're not the pretty ducks, I can tell you that much.
0: The mallards? They're
1: ones that look like blotchy and lumpy, Aww. but they just walk across the road with no fear because it's a bird sanctuary, the whole state of Florida. It's illegal to kill any bird.
0: Well, I don't know that it's illegal to kill any bird here, but I do know Canadian geese are protected. Yeah. So we're, yeah, you have to break form. It's rather annoying.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, I actually went out on a four-day hike. Well, broken up across four days. Uh, and while we were doing that, I was testing out my uh, foraging and identifying abilities with things that I knew that I could identify really easily. So when we were out there, we ate uh salmon berries, which look like raspberries, but kind of golden-y. Uh, oh, wow. And they turn a little bit more towards the orange side when they're ready to go. We did red huckleberries. There was um, uh, just so many. There were, there were crab apples that were out there.
0: Oh, I love crab apples.
1: Yeah, they make really good jelly. They're not tasty off the tree. They are very hard. They <laughs> I still,
0: used to it, eat them off the tree all the time.
1: Oh, God. That was terrible. Like, I pulled it off. I'm like, oh, neat. It's like a little berry. And I bit it and I was like, oh, that's so dense. Oh, I was so they're, terrified.
0: They're so sour. Yeah. Raw. They're so sour. It's consider a cranberry and if rhubarb, rhubarb and a cranberry had a baby.
1: And I like both that of them. That would be those. a crayon And it was just, I was taken aback because I thought it was going to be like a, just a tiny apple and it was not. <laughs>
0: No. Um yeah, I I actually did not realize that salmon berries were a thing. Um mm-hmm. but I play that game, uh that video game Stardew Valley.
1: We, oh yeah, yeah and we
0: have salmon berries on that game.
1: They're rather bland. They're a little on the tart side. Um, but the indigenous people here used to eat them with salmon, so that's how they got the name salmon berry. Oh, okay. Yeah. Had nothing to do with actual like real salmon. Just that's what they ate them with, right? so that's what they called them.
0: Yeah. <laughs> hey, you you could do worse than eating something with salmon.
1: But it was really cool. It was very. It was obviously beautiful. Uh, lots of pretty rivers, lots of big mountains. Um, and I also brought my little uh, mushroom guide. It's a pamphlet that I have. It's laminated, so it's waterproof. Um, and I would leave the book book in the car and I'd study beforehand because I didn't want to get it wet. Uh, I didn't eat any of the mushrooms because you're not supposed to eat something if you're not 100% sure of what it is. You don't want to take a chance. But it was still cool to try and identify them because it's a pamphlet. And it has uh, 60 different kinds of the Pacific Northwest.
0: Oh, nice.
1: It was really cool. It was really, really cool.
0: We get a few mushrooms here after it rains. Um, But yeah, most of the mushrooms that we get here are the shroom kind oh no
1: not the yeah, shroom kind <laughs> The
0: shroom kind. um and uh, but yeah that's that is super cool i washington and oregon are probably two of my very favorite states they are they are pretty. so pretty i was like new... you
1: ever been to uh medford in oregon towards the southern part maybe closer to california porto
0: i may have driven through i've been to portland
1: they do uh so there is a massive lavender farm outside of medford oh. and oh you don't like lavender i don't like lavender. <laughs> like lavender. <laughs> for, for anyone else who might be listening there is a massive <laughs> lavender farm and they do lavender tours like it, it's huge they're it's gigantic and it's purple and it's everywhere it's really pretty
0: yeah i I have gotten to the point that I can tolerate it.
1: I'm also I, not a fan of it
0: I'm but... just not I am just not a fan i I had some people tell me um, several years ago that according to like aromatherapy um, yeah. research and things, if you don't like the scent of lavender, chances are you have daddy issues.
1: Oh, damn, I do have daddy issues, and I don't
0: like lavender. <laughs> and I was like, well, you know, that would make a lot of sense because I do too. so <laughs> uh, so there you go. Um, but yeah, so we'll just you know slip a little bit of psychology in there. Um, so yeah, don't, don't worry, listeners, dear wonderful listeners. if you don't like lavender, it's okay, you will survive.
1: I promise. It's not a guarantee. It's, it's just a maybe.
0: It's not, it is not the end of the world if you don't like lavender. It's okay to not like something. I know most of the world does, but it's okay if you don't.
1: I promise. I actually hate it just because people would say, oh yeah, it, it helps cure headaches and stuff. And so I would smell it when I had migraines. So I had terrible migraines. Um, and I don't, I don't have Uh, medication for it right now i ran out uh so they get pretty bad sometimes um but i would smell it and i'd be like uh it just makes it worse and so i have this association with lavender and migraines and that's why i hate it
0: cedar does that to me i guess the scent of cedar makes me physically nauseated
1: no i used to do uh woodwork with my uncle uh, and it was my favorite time. I loved doing woodwork with him. And he would typically use a lot of cedar because he did a lot of outside projects. Cedar is naturally like water resistant and bug repellent, so that's what he would use.
0: Because it um, smells and so we bad. We
1: would cut it, and it would smell like cedar for days. And I would it's love
0: it. it's a bug repellent because it smells bad. <laughs> <laughs> that would be why. <laughs> um, but no, my yeah, my father used to have a he had a cedar box. That he would keep, like, his treasures in or whatever, I guess. and yeah, just this, his
1: knickknacks, his just,
0: items. It That box just always... And I never understood why. Like, it didn't have... You know, like, his box didn't have any, like, bad memories associated with it or anything like that. So it's... I don't think it's, like, a psychosomatic thing.
1: Yeah.
0: I think it's just the scent of cedar just make i there's like just an allergy the there or like something the of, yeah. it's just it just smells really bad um but there is actually um essential oils and lavender is one of them that mm-hmm. is a, that if you take orally if you find the therapeutic like super pure therapeutic grade oils
1: yeah
0: um that you can actually take these three together um, orally and it helps with the migraine
1: Okay. I think
0: it's like lavender, lavender, peppermint, and I don't remember what the third one is. Um, but, yeah, in order to take orally, because most, you have to be super, super careful about the purity. Yeah, you have to um, be super, super careful about the purity of it. I have only ever taken Young Living Oils orally, um, mm-hmm. and so I'm not going to pretend to be a doctor and say, Take these! Um, (laughs) but, um, yeah, you, I mean, you have to be super, super, super careful about the, the food grade and the, and the pureness of it. Um, but yeah, there's, it's like the three essential oils that you can take, um, together in a little capsule that's supposed to help with migraines, which, um, I haven't gotten migraines in a while, but, um, I always just use peppermint oil on my temples when I have a, when I have a headache, just right there. I love peppermint oil. I can live on this stuff. Um,
1: I, when I lived in Florida, I had migraine medication that I could take. Um, it lessened it because it, I would get them so bad that I would have to lock myself in like the bathroom
0: and the just breathe.
1: Yeah. yeah. Light couldn't do it. Sound couldn't do it. It was like having a hot nail drive through your brain. I would have mm-hmm. to call out of work or school just because I literally couldn't go outside. Um, so I would take the medication. It would help pretty. It would tone it down to like an average person's migraine, uh, but the prescription does not translate up here to Washington because they have different laws and like state lines and things like that.
0: So you would uh, have to see like a new doctor, and
1: yeah, I need care. to go find a new doctor, and then I need to go get a new prescription, and then he has to trust the first diagnosis. So, but yeah. that's actually totally okay. They have apple care here, not like the phone, but like the fruit. Uh, and it's a uh, like a like a statewide healthcare that you qualify for, um, and depending on the income that you make, they adjust your like copays and things like that.
0: Oh, that's kind of cool.
1: It's very useful for people who you know maybe don't make a lot of money, or people who uh, don't necessarily have a larger income like that.
0: Yeah, we have uh, so. we have Sooner Care here, which is very similar to that.
1: Yeah. Florida had um, nothing like that. They, they, it, like I said, lawless land. They told you to figure it out on your own.
0: Well, and they have, and they probably, you know, because a lot of you know retirees go to Florida. Yeah, they're they're on Medicare, a people, so right? you know they're they're federally covered. They don't, you know, Florida doesn't really have to have anything like that.
1: Yeah, they have. Um, I actually had to pay a ton of money on car insurance, and the reasoning. Like they told me, we well, like, Well, you're in a high risk area. I was like, What do you mean a high risk area? And they're like, Well, there's a lot of senior citizens in your area. And I was like, So I got to pay for the senior
0: citizens? <laughs> All right. We, one of the, my husband and I got to go to Orlando on our honeymoon. And one of the things we loved about Florida and mm-hmm. missed and missed when we left was when you're driving down the highway in Florida, Oh, their highways and are great. Right? somebody, somebody behind you is, you're not going fast enough for them. They're not going to tailgate you. They're not going to sit up on your tail. No, we'll
1: just they'll right just go around you. Down.
0: They just go around you. There's plenty of room for everybody. And they'll pass on the right. They'll pass on the left. Doesn't matter. Nope. And, you know, we would just park ourselves in the middle lane at about five miles over the speed limit.
1: And cruise right through.
0: And just, and just go. And we had people passing us all the time, which was fine. We didn't get any middle fingers. we didn't get anything like that. We just you know it was super nice when
1: you when you drive in Florida, you realize that there are people who are going to drive the speed they want to drive at, regardless of if it's fast or slow, and you just kind of adapt
0: if, yeah, I mean, if you want to pass somebody pass them if, you know and it was just it it was very smooth going because you didn't have. All of these traffic jams from people going super slow and other people behind them trying to get them to speed up. It was just like, we're just going to go around you. It's fine. Whatever. I didn't
1: realize how good highways were in Florida until I left Florida
0: and realized how
1: terrible everywhere else is.
0: In comparison, yes. Yes. I, I completely agree. Our highways here are not better
1: or worse than mississippi because mississippi was the worst one that i drove through
0: i'm gonna say probably better but not by much (laughs) because you know mississippi is the deep south and i live in the south so i'm allowed to say these things i'm not being bigoted or racist or anything i promise listeners i promise mississippi is the deep south it's you got you got some serious rednecks down there (laughs) yeah We're not as bad in Oklahoma because, and and I'm going to explain, I'm going to explain why. We have OU, we have OSU, we have TU, and we have ORU. Those are four, four major colleges, only one of which is a private college. But we have four major colleges right here in the state. So we get people coming here to go to school from all around the
1: world. Can I ask you to hold that thought for yes. just a second? Yes, I have absolutely. to go grab my charger.
0: Oh, okay. Um, I will just, I'll continue to talk and chatter Elder and I like colleges. <laughs> I will talk about a book. Um, okay, so he has ran to go get a charger. Um, let's see, what book can I talk about? I'm not at all sure what book I'm going to talk about, you guys. I was not expecting to get put on the spot to talk about a book. I, you know what? I'm just going to talk about Jurassic Park. That book just came to mind. I love Michael Crichton. He is one of my favorite authors, and he's back. But yeah. I'm talking, but I'm talking about Jurassic Park now. So
1: I heard. Uh... <laughs> I heard the idea of dinosaurs, at least the way that we perceive them today.
0: He see my Michael Crichton is my favorite author because, and I'm going to explain why he takes a semi safe scientific principle, such as nanotechnology, such as microtechnology, um, genetic technology,, yeah. and he asked, I'm mean, going to actually have to use the past tense because he's dead now. Um uh, He yeah, asked right. the question, what if it all went to hell? Yeah. And then he wrote a book about it. And that was what he did with Jurassic Park and Lost World was he, you know, okay, well, we're going to use this genetic technology to bring back these extinct animals, but it well, all went to hell. So how well, are we going to fix it? I
1: feel like that's a, <laughs> that's the premise of a lot of, really great grounded science fiction novels is what if we had this amazing technology and what if it was really really bad yes
0: know? and like
1: any, any story with ai is like oh my god look how great the ai is until the ai goes back
0: yeah um i robot was one of those movies yeah, exactly. that did
1: <laughs> movie.
0: <laughs> it was a great movie um did not get really great reviews sadly Which, enough
1: it's weird. I, it's I also weird. didn't see it until I was, like, I think maybe 15. So it, There were it a really, lot
0: of movies I didn't see until I was older.
1: Yeah. 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 Star Wars was actually one of those for me. Um, I had tried to watch Star Wars when I was a kid. I would watch it at my aunt's house, and I would always just end up falling asleep. Uh, and then I didn't really like Star Wars until I was in high school.
0: And I, I sat down
1: and I actually, like, watched the movies. I was like, oh, these are really good.
0: I have seen them all. And, but I will say that I am a Trekkie through and through. Oh, no. I I grew up on the Treks. I, I have seen, I think, the only Trek shows that I've seen. I have not seen Enterprise all the way through. Gotcha. And I have not seen the original
1: all the way through. There's a new animated one by Hulu, actually. I think it has the same art production team as the people who worked on Rick and Morty. I don't know if it's any of the same writers or creators. I yeah, just know no. it has uh, the same animation studio.
0: Ooh, but I do have Hulu, so I might have to check that out.
1: I think it, it's uh, it's uh, I can't remember what it's called. Star Trek the 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 Below Deck or something like that.
0: Oh, okay. Cool. I might have yeah, to check it's, that out. Yeah, it's meant
1: to be like a like an office an office-esque comedy about the guys who work Below Deck.
0: <laughs> okay, yeah, that that sounds interesting. Um, yeah, my husband and I are wanting to get, uh, we kind of just trade through the different streaming services. Yeah. Um, it keeps us from having to get cable. <laughs>
1: yeah, I, um, I can't imagine anyone paying
0: for cable. We, we used to because there were a lot of shows that cable had that my husband liked to watch that mm-hmm. I didn't. Um, and so we had cable for him. And then when we moved into our current apartment, we couldn't afford to get cable anymore um yeah, it's
1: so expensive um, and it
0: is expensive and so we just you know decided we're just going to trade through the different streaming services and we got um Hulu on a black friday deal um for $1.99 a month for a year right and it's the it's the added one it's the one with ads it's not ad free but um, yeah. And I actually learned that if you pay the 11.99 for um, Hulu, it's not it ad-free. You just have the option. You just have the option to skip them.
1: Yeah, like, it's free. that doesn't even we make try, sense. Exactly. You can also get Disney Plus, ESPN, and National Geographic uh, uh, if you go through Disney Plus's thing, and you get that, you get all four of those.
0: Oh yeah, we we tried that, but. Where not we had Disney for a while um, but we didn't really watch it enough because I'm, yeah. I'm not a big yeah. huge cartoon fan and of course There's I'm not so
1: many times you can watch a Disney show from when you were a child uh, or <laughs> oh a my movie. god I like...
0: tried Lizzie McGuire and even Stevens and you know all of those and I'm like mm, I yeah I, just, I'm an it... adult now I can't <laughs>
1: i have an adult. I am not a twin who lives in a hotel.
0: <laughs> I even tried. I even tried. I'm going to, I'm, I'm probably going to catch so much crap for this. I actually tried to watch Hannah Montana.
1: How'd it go?
0: Not well. I think I made it like <laughs> five episodes in and I was like, okay, Miley, I'm really sorry, but I can't stand you now. So we're just going to move on.
1: I find the Nickelodeon live action shows hold up a lot better than the Disney ones.
0: ICarly.
1: Yes. That's I was thinking <laughs> about that because the remake.
0: Um yes. I iCarly was probably one of my favorite shows. And to bring it back, um, since we have, you know, eight minutes left, um, to bring it back to books. Yeah, my sorry. favorite scene is when Carly is getting Sam to read a book and yeah. she's sitting there in the beanbag and she's got this book and she's like this thing is great. It's like TV in your head. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, every time I see that meme or that GIF or anything like that online, I'm like, yes,
1: yes. Books, yeah, <laughs> TV for your brain.
0: Yes. Books. They're like TV in your head. Um, anytime somebody doesn't want to read, I'm like, it's TV in your head. Come on. Yeah, um, it's
1: great. It, it looks exactly like how you think it looks.
0: <laughs> yes, the actors, yeah, the characters look exactly how you think they should look, and yeah, um, the only person that's never worked on is my husband. Ah, uh. yeah, he's <laughs> he's just not he's just not a reader, and you know, I I have
1: to find that I read a lot more on my phone than I do with <sighs> the physical copy of the book.
0: I read a lot more on my tablet.
1: Yeah. I, I, I just, I don't know why it's, maybe it's the, the stimulation of it. I don't know. Maybe I, it's the, the, the ease of convenience of swiping, but I, think I feel it's like the I ease can of power access. through a book on my phone.
0: Yeah. I think it's the ease of access. Yeah. Um, you know, my, it was there. yeah, you know, I'll, um, uh, my husband and I um, go to a chiropractor twice a week and I get acupuncture at the, at the end of my session and I'll be laying there, with, you know, needles stuck in various parts of my body, um, with my phone and I'll just be reading. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, you know, and the only, the only problem with reading on my tablet is if I'm sitting in the living room and I have my tablet on my lap and I'm reading, my husband doesn't know if I'm reading or if I'm playing a game. (laughs) And so he'll just start talking and, you know, and I'm like, and I, I, I can't be rude. You know, I can't yeah. just look at him and go, I'm reading. Leave me alone. Um,
1: oh, no. You know, I think every other does that. No problem.
0: <laughs> you know, I just, I'm not that kind of person. I can't, I can't be rude. Um, so I just, you know, have to, you know, have to be nice and look up and go, what, honey? Okay. And then just back to my book and try to remember uh-huh. where I was.
1: So, yeah, what say?
0: Yeah, my, my favorite quote unquote sarcasm insert here. My favorite thing is I was at, um, I used to play pool and I would take my tablet, my e-reader with me. And if I wasn't, if I wasn't playing or anything like that, I would get out my tablet and I would read. I am sitting there literally for 15 minutes. Not one person has met, has said anything to me. They're all talking to other people. They, they're, completely ignoring me. And I'm like, and I'm sitting there and I'm like, fine, y'all aren't going to talk to me. I'm going to read. So I get out my tablet, open it up. Mm -hmm. Haven't even made it through the first page. And one of my, one of my teammates looks over at me and goes, so what are you doing this weekend? (laughs) I'm
1: like, no one pays attention to you until you're on the phone.
0: (laughs) Until I'm reading. Yes. And I'm like, so the fact that I got my tablet out was apparently your, Hint that I wasn't doing anything, so you felt you could talk that to you me. Were
1: not engaged.
0: <sighs> I'm like, yeah. So that's bookish problems. hashtag Bookish problems. I know a lot of bookworms can relate.
1: It's oh, yeah.
0: yeah. Just don't take a you take a book in public, and you're just asking for people to interrupt you.
1: Yeah, I know it's horrendous. <laughs> it's but like I am clearly occupied with a different object. What I. Would you need?
0: I was out walking my dog one time and we had a little dog park and I had taken him in there and I had put on headphones and I had taken my book because I didn't want to be interrupted. So I had my headphones in. All the
1: signs to not be interrupted. Right?
0: I had a neighbor who sees me sit down, hollers at me, and I'm like, I have my headphones in. I'm not saying anything. I'm going to ignore him. Hollers at me. Hollers at me again. Goes over to where he's in my eye eyeline, yeah. hollers at me again. So I make a show of taking out my headphones. What? Oh, how are you doing today? Are you having a good day? Blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, yeah, I'm well, fine. a good
1: day until you came around.
0: <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. And just put my headphones back in and go back to my book. I'm like, this is obviously a, a signal that I do not want to be
1: talked to. Yeah. Obviously. <laughs> you, you would think those would be... Slightly universal.
0: Um, okay, so we have three minutes left. Gotcha. I'm so sad. This has been such a fun chat. Yeah, I had
1: a really great time. Um, it went by so quickly. It, I didn't expect it.
0: It did. Um, so do you have any last words for our listeners?
1: Uh yeah, I hope everyone had a great time. I hope they're interested in listening to the podcast again. Um I definitely hope I get to appear again. This was a lot of fun. Thank you. Um, and if you like any of those books, don't be afraid to message, message us and figure out where the authors are and things like that. Always follow your authors on social media.
0: Yes. Um, and Super I awesome. and I may actually get those um, titles from you if you will message me on Twitter and get those titles to me. I will put them in the show notes for everybody. So I will try. Oh, be awesome. I will try to remember all the books we talked about.
1: I have two more books <laughs> if I want to, like, quick. Okay, got, yeah, you've got, um, like,
0: two minutes. So
1: Juliet Takes a Breath. Which is about a, uh, this girl in the Bronx who finds this other girl who's riding a motorcycle and is a librarian. And the two have, like, this big, like, interaction about what it means to be people. It's really, really cool. Oh,
0: okay.
1: It's the young adult book. Okay. Uh, and then I have Gideon the Ninth, which I joined uh, a, uh, like a, like, a book club. And it's basically about, like, necromancers. It's really cool. Hmm. Yeah, yeah.
0: Necromancers are definitely interesting.
1: It's basically this, uh, like, an empire, and the king needs necromancers, and the main character is both a necromancer and a fighter, so she is the prime candidate.
0: Oh, nice. Okay. Really, really cool. Well, you will definitely let me know what you think of A Brilliant Death, or The Brilliant Death, excuse me. Um, And I will be sure to link all of these books. Um, I will at least list the title and the author if I'm not able to find links for them. Um, I will gotcha. definitely do that. So if you will message me with all of those that you mentioned today, um, I will get those for everybody. Other than that, I have had such a wonderful time. This was so great. Sammy, thank I, you so much. Um, I look forward to having you on the show again. It might be a while. I've got a wait list about yeah, a mile long. Yeah, the
1: wait list <laughs> is very long.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, definitely, it's definitely a long time. but. Um, yeah, I will definitely try to have you on again at some point.
1: Yeah, please. Throw me back in the rotation.
0: Don't, <laughs> don't be a stranger. Feel free to message me on Twitter, and let's stay in touch. Of
1: course. All right. Okay. Talk, to you, talk to you soon. Bye. Bye, everybody.
0: This episode is sponsored by Everlong, a book by R. Rada. Lily doesn't remember her death or even her reawakening, but she knows this. The sun is to be feared. Words are her salvation. And... Above all, the bench facing the playground is hers. She is the pin holding the hands of the clock, watching the world move and change around her while she remains fixed, lonely, and unchanged until a boy takes a seat beside her. A slow burn, friends to lovers, contemporary paranormal romance. I hope you guys will give this book a shot, especially if you like romance or paranormal romance, and support this author as she supports this podcast. Thanks, guys.